Hey y'all, welcome to Midnight Cry. This is your host, Nico. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You betcha. As always, it is an honor and a privilege to serve God's children to serve God's children I tell you what y'all this has been some kind of couple weeks for me you hear me some kind of couple weeks for me I uh, I just love God I love the way that he loves me I love the way that he loves me he don't have to y'all like I so don't deserve his love like if I tell you I am probably the least likely candidate to receive his love I mean I am I mean to tell you I am. I am. Um, I don't know who else can testify to that, but I, I, I'll be a witness of it. I, I, that's how That's how grand his love is. That's how magnificent his love is. That's how majestic his love is. Oh, my God. So, uh, I know many of the people in the United States, we've experienced uh, some, some treacherous weather. Um, especially those uh, states down south that usually don't experience winter, especially snow, ice, and freezing, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I just want to send my condolences uh, out to those uh, people that have lost loved ones um, during this tragedy, whether that be by accident, whether that be by freezing. Um, um, my heart g- goes out to those that are down south that are without lights and gas and water, you know, um, because of the because of the temperatures, because of this this brutal weather that we're experiencing. I pray in the name of Jesus that those that are our children of God would go and meet the needs of of the of those people uh, to go and meet the needs of those people and I know there are people that are doing that that you know are not jumping all over social media and and telling what they're doing i'm a I'm a believer in um the the word of God that says what we do for God in secret, he will reward openly. And so uh, I just thank God for those uh, people that are are going out there and looking out for those that are without right now uh, due to this weather. And again, I send my condolences to all those that have lost loved ones due to the inclement weather. Um, God be with you and may his peace uh, that surpasses all understanding, comfort, and keep you in this hour. Amen. Amen. Hey, y'all, is anybody else excited about what God is doing for his people? For we, his people, like y'all, God is doing big things. He is doing big things, y'all. I'm here. I'm a witness to uh, to a lot of what God is doing. And in, in the doors that he is opening for his people, y'all, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. And um, it's not necessarily doors that he's opening directly for me, but if he's opening doors for his children, guess what? He's opening doors for me too. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a part of the body of Christ. And so I just, I get so elated. I get so elated when I see God opening doors and blessing the fruits of the labors of his people, y'all. It just blows my mind. It blesses me beyond measure. It blesses me as if it were me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I just love what God is doing in this season, y'all. And he's not just doing it for one or two. He's doing it for those that um, have really been hungering and thirsting after his righteousness. He's doing it for those that have labored in the vineyard and, and, and labored before him um, when there was no, no evidence of a harvest, you know? And that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God that we serve when there is no evidence of a harvest and we continue to be faithful to God. He is faithful. He's more faithful to us. He ain't going to let us outdo him. He's not going to let us be more faithful to him than he is to us. That's outside of who he is. He's great. He's big. So I'm just looking forward to the great things that he is doing for his people in this hour. I'm looking forward to the many, many testimonies of of God's goodness and what he's doing, you know, through the lives of his people, you know. And, um, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, if, I don't know if y'all can hear the excitement in my voice, but, like, if y'all can see my face, the, the smile that's on my face for the people of God is so big. It is so big, y'all. Man, I'm telling you, God is so good. Um, I am just so grateful. Um to just be be a child of God today. I'm grateful to be a part of the body of Christ today. I'm grateful. I am so grateful. So, so grateful. And I just thank God for his faithfulness. And um, 
given us his Holy Spirit and, and that teaches us how to be faithful to him back. You know, uh, man, he's so amazing. It it brings to mind, um, you know, Jabez and how uh, he 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 was looked at as the least uh, likely a person to be blessed but he prayed and he asked God he said God enlarge my territory bless me indeed keep your hand up on me you know he asked that prayer he he asked that prayer and God honored it and it wasn't because of anything that had to do with the exterior of Jabez but God looked at the heart of Jabez and he blessed him according to his heart posture toward him and that is everything right there y'all that is everything our heart posture towards God is everything so um make sure that heart posture is good what that heart do what that heart do what that heart do so um yeah I have been working like I think I did oh my goodness shoot I want to say probably five or six doubles in about a week so let's see within from last sunday to this past tuesday um i worked 83 hours 83 hours i know y'all probably like why are you telling us this why are you telling us this um my the kids that i work for uh they asked me they said miss shania why are you working all these hours i said i'm on a mission they said what mission are you on i said i i, I have to come up with this money to uh, pay my first month's rent and deposit. And I said, and I'm working all these hours so that once I pay my first month's rent and deposit, I'm not broke. I still need to buy groceries. I still need to get back and forth to work, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. And so um, God had been, he had been talking to me about um, what are you working so hard to move for? Why do you want to move? What's your motive behind wanting to move? And my motive uh, is, I said to I responded, um, I just, I'm tired of living where I'm living. I want to close this chapter of my life. I've been here five years. I want to close this chapter of my life and I want to begin a new chapter. And uh, that was okay. I didn't, he didn't, he didn't scold me for that. He didn't reprimand me for that. He didn't chastise me for that. Um, he said, "Okay, okay, I, I can, I can see that. You know, all right, that's understandable." And so he said, uh, "Are you competing with anyone?" And I was like, "No, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I don't believe I'm competing with anyone." So uh, one of the kids said, uh, "Miss Shania, do they pay you good here?" I said, uh, "Yeah, they pay me good." I said, "But." I don't look at this as work. I look at this as ministry. This is the ministry that God has given me. You guys are my ministry. And I was like, well, Miss Shania, okay. You know, they said some other things, but that's, I won't talk about those because I don't ever want to be considered a boastful person, but God knows what they said. But anyway, so um, I'm saying all this to say, I'm saying all this to say, that what we are, what God is doing in the lives of his people, we have to really make sure that we are not doing these things to mirror the world. To come to a certain status according to the world's view of us to where we become an enemy of God, you know? Um... There, God wants to bless us. Oh, yes, he does. He definitely wants to bless us. He says that um, I have come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. But life more abundantly doesn't, it's not negated. It's not told. The story is not told of the abundant life off of what we have in the natural. That's not the, the telltale sign of God's abundance. The telltale sign of God's abundance is our relationship with him. And only he knows what that relationship truly is. Okay. He tells us in his word that the, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust just alike. And that time and chance happen to us all. Okay. Yeah, it does. But, but what this particular uh, lesson is about is making sure that the, that our members when I say our members, I mean 
our bodies, um, the things that make up who we are on the inside, that our members are not lusting for the things of the world. Okay? So we're going to come from James uh, verses 1 through 4, and we're going to read that. We're going to talk about it a little bit. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet ye have not, because you ask not. You ask and you receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. He says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. What? What are you talking about? Because why would James be talking to the body of Christ in this manner? Why would he be talking to the body of Christ in this manner? Well, well, let's let's look at the, some of the some of the lust of the world. When we look at the world around us, we see them fighting with each other for prestige and power, for material wealth and positions. We see them do this. We see them do this. And it's all because they lust for the recognition of the world. He says, you lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and you cannot obtain. You war and fight, yet ye have not because you ask not. What are we asking for? We have to keep first things first. We have to keep first things first because if not, the lust uh, uh, that is in our members will cause us to begin to kill each other we'll be asking God to open up doors and for us and to open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing and it won't come and it won't the blessing won't come it will be it will be sitting right there because we are lusting for the things of the world we want it we don't want it uh because we want God. We want it because we want people to look at us and say, um, God is showing enough blessing them. God, the favor of God is on their lives. And that could be the case for some. That is absolutely the case actually for many. But but he's telling us, he's warning us. He's warning us. He's saying, hold up, wait a minute. I want you to make sure that you stay humble before me. As I begin to open up these doors, I want you to stay humble before me, not to not to uh, begin to lust after the things of the world, not to become like the world, not to to go into this thing for the status quo. I want you to stay humble before me. I want you to know that friendship with the world and desiring the things of this world the way that the world desires it. Because God made the earth for us to inhabit it and for us to live abundantly in it. So please understand what's being said today. I don't want you to, I don't want that to be the lust. I don't want that to, to be the driving force behind what you do. I don't want the driving force, the lust. I don't want the desire in you to be that in which the world desires. Not in the way. In which the world desires. Because if that is the case. Then you then will become an adulterer to me. And an, an, an adulteress to me. Because then you have turned your back on me. And you have begun to desire my things. Okay. Okay. So. Um, what, what, what does all this have to do with anything? What does all this have to do with anything? It, it has everything to do with everything. It has everything to do with everything because I'm I can I can attest it's not hard when God begins to open up uh the doors and begin to bless you. Um that our focus begins to be on the blessing and not the blesser. That we begin to desire the blessing and, and the things that God gives and we sh and we chuck God behind our back. How do I know? Um 
there someone told me many many years ago god is getting ready to bless you out of season and um at the time that sounded good and i welcomed that that word but as i sit and ponder on that word right now um i i I wish i hadn't came into agreement with it because there is a blessing before time and then there is a blessing in time okay okay the blessing before time um says i'm going to go ahead and, and, and give you what's what's yours right now i'm going to give you your inheritance right now um that's my that's in my permissive will but my sovereign will is that i have an appointed time for you to have it so the blessing before time gives me the inheritance but i i wasn't able to i wasn't in a place in christ in god that I was able to sustain the blessing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't keep the blessing because it was out of season. But if I had have waited, if I had of waited for God's perfect season, and my season's still coming, you know, he has a perfect season for me. Um, um, so if I had waited for his perfect season, then I would have been in his perfect will and not just in his permissive will, if that makes sense. So when I got the blessing before time, when I got the blessing out of season, um, I began to lust after the things of the world. I began to say, look at what God is doing for me. Look at how God is blessing me. Look at what he's doing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. He's doing this for me. He's doing that for me. I got this. I got that. He blessed me with this house. He blessed me with this. I, 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 I. And I turn my back on God. Okay. Okay. Not when I say I turn my back on God means that my desire was no longer. He was not my full desire. My desire had been shifted from him alone to what he was blessing me with. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it took the stripping down. It took the stripping down of those things. The stripping down of those things, the stripping down of myself, he had to literally break me, literally break me. He had to humble me. And I've since been broken and humbled many times since then. Do you understand what I'm saying? Be, and, I, and, and I'm a, I'm I'm saying these things today because when he gave me this word, it just it resonated with me so much so that he was saying, warning, Shania, warning, warning, warning. Yes, I'm opening doors for you, baby. Yes, daughter, I'm getting ready to enlarge your territory. Yes, daughter, I'm getting ready to bless you indeed. Yes, but I need you to be cautious. I need you to be very attentive to me. Let me remain your focal point. Let me remain your, uh, the, 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 he who sits on the throne of your heart. He who sits on the throne of your mind. He who sits on the throne of your soul. Don't move. Don't make any decisions. Don't make any moves. Don't do anything without first consulting me. Consulting me. I look forward to this new chapter in my life. Like, I look forward to it. I was telling my sister, my producer, uh, and my sister, I was telling her the other day, I said, sis, you know, I'm really looking forward to moving. I'm really looking forward to, you know, setting my office up. I'm really looking forward to setting the studio up in my office. I'm really looking forward to sitting down and being able to write again. I'm really looking forward to these things because those are the things that 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 keeps me connected to God. Because in order for me to in order for me to um, write, I have to be in tune um, to what God is saying so that I can convey what he is saying properly. I remember I remember y'all when when I uh, when God instructed me he instructed me to write a book called returning to our first love right and so um I had put it off and put it off and put it off for a very long time and then um show you how strategic God is um 
he he said, Shania, buy a desk. Buy a desk. So I went and I bought a desk. He said, now I want you to go and I want you to buy a computer. I want you to buy a computer. I, I went and bought a computer. He said, now I want you to sit down and write. I said, God, I don't even know what I'm doing. He said, sit down and write. God, how am I going to get the book published? Sit down and write. So I sat down and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And I knew while I was sitting down writing that it was not anything that Shania was doing in and of herself. Do you understand? It was not anything that I was doing in and of myself. Because as I was sitting there writing, tears flowed from my eyes. And I had to stop many days and just stop. The weight of God's glory was on me so heavy. And um, and I had to sit down and I had to stop. And I had to just say, oh, God, you know, um, your glory is magnificent. And I miss that relationship i miss that relationship and so i'm looking forward to this new chapter that is really an old chapter but it's a new chapter it's a new chapter that that allows me the space that god has allowed me the space and time to renew my love for him to renew my relationship with him to to work the work that he put before me um in a in a pure from a pure place Knowing that he is the reason that I do what I do. Not that men may look on me and say, look at what God is doing for her. No, no, no. I've been there, done that. I do not want that again. I don't ever want to be in that place again. No, no, no. So let's see what Jesus says concerning uh, these things. Because he is so amazing. Period. 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 So in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, Jesus says this. He says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. So so if y'all remember me just testifying about how when God was blessing me, my focus shifted from the things of heaven um, and began to be magnified on the things of the earth. And what does that do? It allows the enemy to come in, the thief to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. And he was doing just that with the blessings of God. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then, it, I, I, I do want to reiterate this one piece right here. Um, be careful about agreeing with God blessing you out of season. Be careful with agreeing with that because God has a perfect time that he has appointed for your blessing. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God because you want the blessing right now. Nuh-uh. Go continue the journey. Continue the journey because there is still much work that he um, is doing in us so that when he gives us the uh, uh, appointed time blessing, that we'll be able to stand and, 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 and not be swayed and not be moved from him. Not from the blessing, but from him. Amen. It says, but but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So now it makes sense. Now it makes all the sense in the world what James is talking about. James is simply reiterating what Jesus is saying right here. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And what you manifest in heaven will be made manifest in the earth. But continue to keep the, the, the treasure that you have. Let it always and continually and forever be seated in heaven with God. With God. Don't lose focus. 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 And so that's the that's the message today. Don't lose focus. Yeah. Yeah, he blessing. Yeah, he opening doors for his people. Y'all, if I tell you that the doors that God is opening, if I tell you, I'm just going to give another testimony, y'all. 
the money that I make right now, I never made this kind of money. Yeah, ever. I've never made this kind of money. You understand what I'm saying? And um, and I know it's a blessing from God. And so I don't run around talking about how much money I make or or what God is doing or or boasting about what I can go get now and what I can obtain now. Uh-uh. No. Because one thing that I am assured of is that the that the blessing that God has 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 is is doing right now is for his glory. It's it's for ministry. You get what I'm saying? It's for the work of the Lord and that alone. It don't have nothing to do with Shania going to to uh to the department stores and like, oh, I'm going on a shopping spree. Uh-uh. Because one thing God has taught me through my uh poverty is that you can look good on a budget, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can find some of the best pieces in the thrift stores. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not that for me. And it ain't never really been that for me. You know, so I just I, I'm encouraging us today to just let our treasure be built up in heaven and let it remain there. Like let our desire be for heavenly things and let our desire always and continually be uh, for things above, for the true treasures, for the true wealth, for the true abundance, you know, and nobody can take that from us. Even if as we find ourselves working in this world, in this earth, in 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 a east wind comes through and takes everything away from us that what we have what we have treasured up in us in heaven those true riches those true blessings uh the true wealth that is within us that even if everything uh, east wind came in and took everything away that we would be content in Christ Jesus we might be like job and cry a little bit you know what i'm saying we might be like job and be like why me god you know, for a little bit, but what will not be taken away from us is our relationship with God, our dependency on God, our trust in God. And that's the point. And that's the point. That's all. And that's it. That's all. And that's it. You know, so I just wanted to uh, come in and, and just drop those things um, at our feet, you know, and have us to really um, take a good good evaluation of ourselves because I sure enough had to. And um and I and I received the warning that God gave me um concerning what he is doing in my life today. And so I just thought I would share it with others because maybe um you can attest to what God is doing in your life and how he is opening doors in your life and how he is bringing you into a new chapter in your life and to just remind us to stay humble before him. Let him always be our tr the true treasure that we value and that we seek and that we desire. Amen. I love y'all. God loves us so much more. Until we meet again, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Hey y'all, welcome to Midnight Cry. This is your host, Nico. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As always, you've guessed it and you know it. It is a privilege and an honor to serve the children of God. Not only is it a privilege and an honor, but it is my duty uh, to serve God's children. To serve God's children. To bring meat in due season. Amen. And uh, it is the season for meat. It's the season for meat, y'all. Um, Time is, is winding up, and um, I just don't want us to be found wanting, uh, to be found wanting. Uh, the subject that God is um, having me speak on today, um, it has, I have spoken on this word uh, several times and given uh, dissertations and Bible studies and all kind of things on it, but today is different. It, it's a different um it's different today. It's like, it's the final call. It's like, where y'all at? I need, I need y'all to uh, relinquish everything that's false. I need y'all to relinquish everything that's false. You know, it's easy to do those things that um, the people around us will will go with. They expect that us to do certain things according to the word of God. But God requires that we do all of it. And so, um, how, how, what are you talking about, Nico? 
Well, it's very simple. We know that um, Easter season is coming up for many uh, believers. And um, God has sent me today to give us a warning. To give us a warning. To have us to really seek his face concerning Easter. Um, it's pagan. The origin of it is evil. And God has nothing to do with evil. I don't care how we try to fix it up. I don't care how we put Jesus' name on you. I don't care how we try to cover it in the blood. It just won't work. It does not work. Um, however, um, what does work is the word of God. And that's the only thing that works. And I know it doesn't matter how we worship. Yes, it does. It really does matter how we worship God. He said, those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Um, again, we pick the truths of the word of God that are uh, maybe not even easy because none of doing what God requires is easy, okay? It's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. It's going to be sacrificial to obey him, right? But we don't get to pick and choose what we choose to obey and what we think uh, we can dismiss. No, we can't do that, y'all. We can't do that. So um, Passover is coming. And... Um, I know many uh, believers say, well, we don't have to celebrate Passover. That's an Old Testament um, requirement. Well, we're going to talk about this today, and we're really going to let the Word speak um, because that's the only thing that matters is the Word, right? So, meaning we're going to let Jesus speak. We're going to let the Holy Spirit speak. We're going to let the Godhead speak, right? His Word is Him. So, we're going to let the word of God speaking to understand that it is not an Old Testament requirement. Uh, it is not something that is done away with. It is something that is still required of those that profess to be children of God even today. Um, of course, the rituals and everything like that have uh, gone have been done away with because Jesus is the Passover Lamb and it is finished. That part is finished. So there's no need to go slaughtering um, animals and giving blood sacrifices. No, he is our blood sacrifice. And that's just it. There is no more requirement for blood sacrifice. However, there is a requirement of obedience to uh, God. So um, I'm going to start in Exodus 13, Exodus 12, starting at verse 21. Because in order to understand the ordinance, this ordinance of Passover, this holy festival, this time of celebration, we have to understand what took place in Exodus. How uh, Passover was even instituted by God, by through Moses, but it was an ordinance given by God. Okay, so in Exodus 12, starting at verse 21, it says, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lentil in the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at that door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed the head and worshipped and worshipped so we know and if we don't we're going to get a lesson today we know that the children of Israel were in bondage to the Egyptians to Pharaoh in Egypt 
and um, he was very mean and very cruel to the children of God, um, to the Hebrews, okay? And so um, they cried out to God. He raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses that was literally raised in the house with Pharaoh. Moses had to make a decision. He had to make a decision to... um, to obey God. Well, he, you know, he fled from Pharaoh's house because he murdered a man. Okay. Let's understand that he fled from Pharaoh's house because he murdered a man, murdered an Egyptian for, uh, whooping one of the Hebrews mercilessly. And so he fled, uh, when, during his time of exile, during his time of exile, he got introduced himself, uh, to Moses and he began to talk to Moses and he began to instruct Moses and he began to um, tell Moses what his purpose was for being brought up to this earth in the first place. So when Moses uh, went back to obey the the instruction of God, um, he went back to Pharaoh and, and told Pharaoh exactly what God told him to, which was to let my people go. Um, Pharaoh didn't want to listen to Moses, um, so God began to plague Egypt. He began to plague Egypt. Um, the final plague that uh, God sent through Egypt was the death angel. He sent the death angel. But he gave Moses instructions that we just read in Genesis 12 verses 21 through 27. He gave Moses instructions to get to his people so that the death angel would pass over them. The death angel would pass over them. He killed, told them to kill a lamb and put the blood of the lamb mixed with hyssop over the doorpost of their homes and to stay inside their homes while the death angel passed by. And so he told them, he said, now this is an ordinance that you are to keep forever. And even do this. And when your children, they're going to ask, what are we doing this for? And you let them know that it's because of what God has done for us um, by uh, sending the death angel over in Egypt, but passing over us, passing over our sins, passing over our flaws, passing over our shortcomings in delivering us out of the hand of the Egyptians. So you're saying, okay, well, he did that. He did that. But that's the Old Testament, and that doesn't have anything to do with with God. That doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. That doesn't have anything to do with um being under the blood of the lamb, the, the blood of the lamb, Jesus himself. Well, I beg to differ. And so the word of God tells us different, that it is very, very much still prevalent even to this day. I know we celebrate Easter and we say we do it because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what, that's what um, the enemy would have us to believe because he always, he always wants to uh, make the truth a lie. Okay, how, how can I explain this in a better way? The enemy is a great deceiver. And partial obedience is disobedience. So uh, if we go back into the garden when... Um, he had the conversation with Eve and he said, well, God said, yeah, God said that, but will you really die because you don't do it that way? Huh? Will we really die if we don't do things God's way? So what did he do with Eve? He deceived her and he said, oh, yeah, you ain't going to die. He ain't going to kill you. He ain't going to do nothing. He's merciful. He's gracious. He just don't want you to know what he knows. He don't want you to, you know, see how he sees. He don't want that for you. But he does want that for us. He wants us to see what he sees. And he wants us to know what he knows. And that's why he sent his son to be the Passover lamb, to be the sacrifice, to be he who is the remission of our sins. And he sent the Holy Spirit so that we would be back into relationship with him. Will we forfeit that relationship again and be deceived by the enemy again by not doing things the way that God says do it? There's a reason behind the the, the way that God said, tells us to do things. And that that reason is to show the distinction between the the children of Satan and the children of God. But as it stands now, there is no distinction. There's no distinction between the children of God and the children of Satan. Not really. 
Not really. So, I'm going to read Mark. Um, I'm going to start at verse 10. I'm going to start at verse 10. No, I'm going to start at verse 12. So, we're, we're in, in Mark chapter 14, and I'm starting at verse 12. In the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? And he sent, sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go ye into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye in the good Say ye to the good man of the house, the master saith, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And in the evening he cometh with the twelve and as they sat and did eat jesus said verily i say unto you one of you which eateth with me shall betray me and they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one is it i and another said is it i and he answered and said unto them it is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish the son of man indeed goeth as it is written of him but woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed good were it for that man if he had never been born and as they did eat jesus took bread and blessed and brake it and gave it to them and said take eat this is my body and he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and they all drank of it and he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So what was all that that we just read? Well, first of all, we see that Jesus even himself um, observed, he celebrated the Passover, but he was giving his disciples uh, further instruction, a new uh, set of rules, a new uh, testament, because they knew what the Passover was for. Okay, but he's telling them that I'm giving you, I'm I'm the Passover, I'm the Lamb. Here, I'm about to break this bread because I am about to be broken for you. Here, drink this wine. And now I want you to, when you drink this wine, when you do, when you celebrate the Feast of Passover from here on, I, I want you to break bread and I want you to remember me. When you celebrate the Feast of Passover from here on out, when you drink the wine, I want you to remember the blood that I shed for the remission of your sins. So now when you celebrate, I want you to celebrate me. I want you to celebrate what I've done. I want you to celebrate the fact that I laid down my life for you and I picked it up again. But I shed my blood for you that you would be able to return to your first love. I shed my blood for you so that you, that death no longer could hold you captive. See, see, I, I shed my blood for you so that so that you don't have to worry about uh, fear anything because of, of this, this New Testament, this New Testament. Of the same ordinance. It's just now. Now the ordinance is not what I have done. In Moses' day. Now it's about what I have done. For eternity. Okay. they When they celebrated the feast of Passover. In Moses' day. They were they were celebrating what God had done. For, for, for them. By bringing them out of Egypt. But when we celebrate the Passover today. We are celebrating what God has done for us. By taking us out of Egypt. By shedding his blood and forgiving us for all of our sins. When we celebrate the Feast of Passover now, we are saying to God, thank you for your son. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for uh, breaking your body, allowing your body to be broken that I may live. Thank you for shedding your blood that I may be forgiven. That death no longer ca can hold me captive. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and it ain't what I'm saying. It's what the word of God is saying. God is saying these things to us. This, these are the words of Jesus. 
the very Jesus that hours later fulfilled exactly what he spoke of at this Passover meal. Okay, we call it the Last Supper, but no, let's call it what it is. It's the Passover meal. They were literally, emphatically honoring the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They were doing it. They were doing it and Jesus himself even was there as the honored guest. So so when you when you think about uh coming into agreement with the word of God and worshiping him the way that his word declares, know that you are going to celebrate these things in honor of Jesus. He is the honored guest. It's not about the rituals of what we do, uh, whether we eat uh, unleavened bread or whether we take all the leaving out of our houses. Or It's not about that. The honored guest is Jesus. When we, when we celebrate, we look to him and say, if it had not been for you in the blood that you shed, where would I be? If it had not been for you allowing your body to be broken, where would I be? Where would I be? So why can't I just celebrate it on Easter then? Well, if the origin of a thing is evil, then it's evil. Period. That's just like me saying to God, um, you are my husband, man, and you have given me um the 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 way of the things that please you but i'm gonna go over here and do it this way in honor of you no that's a that's a double-minded man that's a divided heart and it actually makes us adulterers and adulteresses to god jesus is our husband man so we're gonna look to jesus and say um yeah you did this for me you did this for me but i'm a i'm gonna I'm a worship you this way because this is the way that everybody else does it. I don't it doesn't matter that you that you are the Passover lamb. It doesn't matter that you broke your 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 body, you allowed your body to be broken for me. It doesn't matter that you shed your blood for me during the Passover, that you are the Passover, that you did this um during the feast of unleavened bread. It doesn't matter that you allowed the 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 people that you created to scourge your body and and beat you beyond recognition but you didn't stop there not only did you allow your blood to shed on calvary's cross but then you they took the hyssop and they put it on you and they mingled your blood with the hyssop just like they did um at the time of Moses. And so I look when I celebrate the feast of Passover. I look to you and I say you are so amazing. You are so awesome. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of my worship. You are worthy to be glorified at your appointed time. At your appointed time. Well but but I do this for Easter. Because the death, burial and the resurrection. Okay. Okay. The death, the burial and the resurrection. Okay. Well he was. He died. And was buried and was resurrected all within the seven days of the feast of unleavened bread so all i'm saying is if we are going to honor him let's do it according to the word let's do it according to the standard of the word of god well that don't make no sense that don't make no difference god doesn't care okay well let's just go a little bit further let's go into romans chapter 8 let's go into romans chapter 8 okay there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of what? Sin and death. Sin and death. So what did the blood do? What did the blood of Jesus do? It freed us from the law of sin and death. That's what that's what the blood of Jesus has done for us. Freed us from the law of sin and death. Okay? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. So it, what Paul is saying right here, even though our, our, we were doing all the ordinances and all the things, what still remained was sin still had us captivated and death still had us scared. Okay? 
It says, For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So sin was crucified with Christ on, with, with Christ on the cross. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. That that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us, that the spirit of God may be put in us, that we will be able to walk out the way, the, the way that God walk out this life, the way that God says to do it. OK, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So he says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So, so my flesh is saying, oh, I can, you know, I can continue to do things my own way. But when we are walking in the spirit, then we desire the things of the spirit. The spirit of God begins to, to pull at us and begins to tug at us. And he begins to speak at us. The Holy Spirit, the God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all mankind. I'm going to put my 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 laws in their hearts and write them in their minds and on their hearts. Huh? Why would he write his laws on in our in our minds and in our hearts? Because that's where he dwells in in when his holy spirit has full reign, then we do things according to his law. Okay? For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life in peace. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. Whoa, that's a big statement right there that Paul is saying. Paul is saying you're carnally minded, so you dead for real. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To do things the way that God says do it by his Holy Spirit, it brings life in it. He brings life. His spirit brings life in he brings peace he said but the carnal mind is enmity meaning that it's against god it it, it opposes god it vehemently opposes god it is an enemy against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So when we go about worshiping in the, him in the flesh according to our fleshly ways Easter um, well, that's not pleasing to God. I ain't saying this. This is his word. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Huh? Wait a minute. Let me read that again. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ. He is none of his. How do I know if I have the spirit of Christ? Because the spirit of Christ is obedient to God thoroughly, completely. Period. And it's in the proof of his total obedience is the fact that even though the people of God that called themselves the children of God, had taken the ordinances and the laws of God and distorted them and made them a fleshly show. Jesus still went, was in attendance to these feasts. Why? Because it is an ordinance. It is a law. It is a decree of God. Okay? So if our Lord and Savior was obedient, even though he knew that they had taken the word of God and twisted it and manipulated it and put all these different things on top of the simple things that God, the simple ways of worship that God had given us, he still was in attendance to, and he was there and he told them, listen, you doing this in your, out of your flesh. He said, but here I am, I'm the spirit and I'm the one that, that, that you are celebrating. I am, I am the light of the world. I am the Passover lamb. I am the tabernacle. He said, I am. You're look, you're looking at who you are worshiping, but you would much rather worship this way. Keep your ordinances in your show to make it look like you're children of God. But I'm telling you that when I am him. 
And when I go and I become the Passover lamb, those that belong to me, those that, that, um, that that receive me as their Lord and Savior, those that have been forgiven for that have been freed from sin and death, those that my spirit has has indwelled, those that 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 worship me in spirit and in truth, in spirit by my spirit that's leading them and in truth of my word, those are my people. Those are my people. Okay, I know, I know, I know. Well, there's no, there's no works. It's not. Um, um, we are saved by by grace and not by works. It is a gift of God. Uh, again, not by works, right? Not by works. However, Paul goes along in that very next verse and said, "But don't get it twisted, because faith without works is dead." So we take our faith and we put it to work. On certain in certain areas, areas that men can see, and it looks good, okay, and it is good because God said do it this way, right? Nobody's taken away from that. If God says obey Him, then obey Him. But He doesn't mean to obey Him only in certain areas. He wants us to thoroughly obey Him, fully obey Him, do it His way all the way, all the way. How can we how can we accept uh, uh, expect the provision of the exodus the to be to to inherit the promised land if we are not even worshiping him the way that he says to do it while we are yet in captivity under this world system help me understand because they didn't because they didn't um wait until after they were free to obey God they obey God in their captivity. They obey God in their captivity. The 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 children of God. Uh, when Jesus when Jesus sat down to eat the Passover meal with his disciples, they were still in captivity. But once he went and shed his blood and freed us from sin and death, they were no longer bound to 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 captivity. They were no longer bound to sin. They were no longer bound to death. And not only that, they were empowered. They were indwelled with the Holy Spirit, which in which is which He empowers us. To obey God, to do things the way that God says do it. The laws of God are now written in our minds and on our hearts. So he says, I'm, I'm going to circumcise your heart. I'm coming to circumcise your heart. I mean, I have to take off everything, every, every lie, every deception, every dead work. So that you can do the work that I sent you to do according to my word. And it ain't about doing it for show. It ain't about getting all over Facebook and saying, I'm celebrating the Feast of Passover. No, that ain't nobody's business. That's between you and God. If you take those seven days and you worship God the way that he says worship him and you honor his son for what he has done, great. All praise and glory to God. You understand what I'm saying? But what, what I'm sent here to say more than anything is we have got to stop picking and choosing what we obey. Y'all, Easter is a great deception. It has nothing to do with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It has zero to do with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't take my word for it. The Bible tells us to study to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The only way we can rightly divide God's word of truth is if we kick everything out of our minds that we think we know and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us because he will. He is our comforter. He is our teacher. He is our strength. He is our connect to God. He is. So I just want to encourage us today, you know, to really, really uh, study this thing out, study this thing out, because uh, God is not pleased with our worship. He's not. You can't you can't bring Baal into worship with our holy God. It ain't never worked. It ain't never worked. If you ain't if you ain't read through the Old Testament and seen that trying to worship Baal the way 
uh, uh, to worship Baal and worship God at the same time, it never worked out. It never worked out and it looked innocent, but God was highly aggravated about it. He was highly upset about it. So much so that he slew hundreds of thousands of them because of this. Come on. Come on. And these were people that still um, worshipped the Passover. That still worshipped the Tabernacles. That still worshipped the uh, Feast of Weeks. I mean, they did all these things. But they also, they also went in the way of worship of the heathens around them. And that was something that God hates. He called them adulterers. He called them adulteresses. He called them idolaters. And he destroyed them and sent them into captivity. God has done all that. All that. And we have a record of it sitting right before our very eyes. And we think because we are under the blood, because we are in the dispensation of grace, because we are, we have his mercy and it's new every day that we can continue to take it and trample it, trample over it. No shame on us. No shame on us. We cannot continue to do that. We cannot continue to do that. I was talking to somebody and they said, so you don't celebrate Christmas? I said, no, but that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's honoring our Lord and Savior. No, it's not. It's honoring to us. This Easter festival is honoring their, 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 the pagans, queen of heaven. Huh? Yeah, do the research. Do the research. It has nothing to do with our holy sacrifice. Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, and King. Nothing. Nothing. But what does? It's the Passover. He said, he said, when you do this from now on, he told his disciples, he said, when you do this from now on, he took the bread. He said, he said, Nate, um, um, Mark 14, verse 22. And, and they did. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave it to them and said, take eat. This is my body. And he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which I shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until the day that I drink it new in the kingdom of heaven. So this is even telling us that this is a this is when the kingdom of the kingdom of God. This even is is even showing us that in the kingdom of God, this is something that will be observed. Because he said, I will no longer drink of this uh, vine until the day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So it, this is letting us know that this is when God said this is an everlasting ordinance. Everlasting means eternal. Everlasting means forever without end. So if this is going to be something eternal and forever. Why not eternally and forever begin to do it? If we eternally and in, in, in forever bound. But if not, go on about your business. Because what spirit is, is spirit and what's flesh is flesh. Okay? If you're walking in the, if you're walking in the flesh, you're going to keep on walking in the flesh. But if you're walking in the spirit, spirit obeys the spirit of God. It's subject to the spirit of God. It's not subject to anybody else. It's not subject to anything else. It's not subject to any other doctrine. It's not subject to any other rule. It's subject to the word of God. And if it's not the word of God, then it's not according to his spirit. And that's just the bottom line. That will stop our argument. Is it in the word of God? Does the word of God say do it? Does the word of God say celebrate it? No, it doesn't. What does the word of God tell us to do? And how does he tell us to celebrate him, honor him? Then, then that's what we should do. And that's just the bottom line. There's no more debate now. Because either it's the word of God or it's not. Either the word of God is the truth, 100%, or it's not. Either we're going to obey or we're not. But the choice is totally ours. The, ch the choice is totally ours. So I just wanted to leave us with that today. Um, again, just study it out. Search it out. Pray about it. Be open to the Holy Spirit, not to nothing that Shania is saying, because I'm nobody. I'm just a messenger. 
and a grateful messenger. And today I can say that um, there's no anger, there's no malice, there's no feeling of superiority, there's none of that. And it has been that in times past when I have been um, instructed to give this message. But today, no. I can honestly say today, no. Um, God wants us to not to perish. And I tell you what, whether it has to do with our way of worship or not, that's between that's something that you're gonna have to come to your to to a, a answer with between you and God. But I will say that worship has always been uh, the very thing that either drew the people close to God or separated them for God from God. I mean, worship worship is everything, and I believe that's why His Word says that those that worship Me must worship me in spirit and in truth. By my spirit in my truth. That's how you worship me. That's what God's saying to us. How we worship him is by his spirit, by his truth, in his truth, by his spirit, in his truth. And Jesus showed us that it can be done. It can be done. Are we going to be perfect? I'm not talking about perfection here. I'm just simply talking about Doing things the way that God says do it. According to his word. According to his truth. Yeah. If if Eve and Adam had did it that way. We wouldn't find ourselves. In the place of decision today. Because the decision would have been made for us already. And it still is already made for us. It's just a matter of are we going to yield to his spirit. Or continue to allow our flesh to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. God loves y'all so much more. I look forward to um, this seven-day celebration of my Lord and Savior. I don't know how uh, I'm going to celebrate, but I'm I'm going to be in prayer about um, how to celebrate. In my mind, I want to go to the Holy Land in um, Orlando, Florida, uh, it's what I really want to do, but we're going to see what God says. We're going to see what God says. How would he have me to worship, to celebrate, to honor his uh, His holy day, days, his holy feast, his holy celebration. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope that um, this message um, speaks to your spirit because I tell you, I'm not talking to the flesh of any any person. Um, this is definitely the Holy Spirit speaking, and those that have ears to hear will hear um, His voice. Um, not mine, but His voice. That's my prayer. My prayer is that um, those that have ears to hear will hear um, what's being said, what Abba is saying. Uh, again, until we meet again, y'all be blessed. I love y'all. God loves y'all so much more.